0: In book 12 of the Odyssey, Odysseus is describing his journey and uh, past the sirens, and he's about to encounter Scylla and Charybdis, and uh, he's worried about the morale of his men because they've seen uh, something ominous on the horizon and have stopped rowing. So he, he gives them a, a kind of pep talk, and it goes like this. He says, friends, we're hardly strangers at meeting danger. And this danger is no worse than what we faced when Cyclops penned us up in his vaulted cave with crushing force. But even from there, my courage, my presence of mind, and tactics saved us all. And we will live to remember this some day. I have no doubt. Up now, follow my orders. All of us work as one. You men of the thwarts, Lay on with your oars and strike the heaving swells, trusting that Zeus will pull us through these straits alive. You, helmsman, here's your order. Burn it in your mind. The steering oar of our rolling ship is in your hands. Keep her clear of that smoke and surging breakers. Head for those crags, or she'll catch you off guard. She'll yaw over there. You'll plunge us all in ruin. So I shouted, they snapped to each command. No mention of Scylla, how to fight that nightmare. For fear the men would panic, desert their oars, and huddle down and stow themselves away. Uh, That was Robert Fagel's translation of the Odyssey from book 12. Now, uh, Virgil adapts this speech. He he, he does his own version of this in book one of the Aeneid where Aeneas is talking to his men. They've just escaped the shipwreck and they've landed on some unknown shore. Uh, and uh, Aeneas has come back with some, some food. He managed to uh, kill a stag, and he's brought it back, and, and he sees that the men are, are downcast and worried about the future. So he, he gives them a kind of abbreviated version of Odysseus's talk with some interesting differences. And here's the translation of um, Phagels uh, of the Aeneid now, same translator, different, different work. My comrades, hardly strangers to pain before now, We all have weathered worse. Some god will grant us an end to this as well. You've threaded the rocks, resounding with Scylla's howling rabid dogs, and taken the brunt of the Cyclops' boulders, too. Call up your courage again. Dismiss your grief and fear, a joy it will be one day, perhaps, to remember even this. Through so many hard straits, So many twists and turns, our course holds firm for Latium. There fate holds out a homeland, calm, at peace. There the gods decree, the kingdom of Troy will rise again. Bear up, save your strength for better times to come. Brave words. Sick with mounting cares, he assumes a look of hope and keeps his anguish buried in his heart." Well, this is a fascinating example of um, the ways in which Virgil uses Homer uh, uh, and repurposes him and uh, just has a a great subtle touch in characterization and and reworking of Homeric materials. Um, The the ancestry of the speech is really clear, but you know the the situation and the characters are very different. Um, Odysseus, you could tell, is very unsure of his men. Uh, but he's very sure of himself, and he mentions his own—you know it's my uh, achievements, my tactics that got you out of this. Uh, thanks to me, you're—you you're, hang in there, and you're going to do fine with me at your uh, in front. And um, Aeneas is different. He—he he trusts his men. He—he he expresses a great confidence in them, and gives them credit for steadfastness and. Um, deliberately conceals his own nagging fears. At the end is that that line where he's putting on a brave face for them, but, yeah. but we know thanks to Virgil the narrator that he has his own nagging fears. Um, he removes any reference really to himself in the speech. It's all um, directed towards them. You and and what you all have done and what we've done together. Uh, he's also less sure of himself. Just the, the famous line is um, perhaps it will be a pleasure to remember even these things someday. And and the word perhaps that's an ad- addition by Virgil. I mean Homer says uh, Odysseus is is much more confident. And so it uh, these are things that that subtly characterize um, Aeneas and, and sort of the world that he lives in. Uh, you can also see the sort of long term perspective. Uh, the the beautiful thing about the Aeneid is it has the narrative has a, a deep past behind it and a long future in front of it um, whereas in homer events tend to take place sort of in the moment uh, without a lot of uh, perspective in in historical terms well the speeches uh, of aeneas is a great example you know is is oriented around exactly this antithesis in the past you've done this in the future uh, you know you can look forward to that and you'll you'll if you listen closely to um, in Isa's speech, as I read it in Latin, you'll, you'll sort of see this alternating to be past and future with a greater emphasis in the future towards the end of the speech. Uh, the, uh, one of the reasons to know it in Latin is to hear the great music of Virgil's Latin and, and hear the, the rhetorical mastery, the, the way that he uses the structure of the line and the structure of the sentences to have a, um, a sort of great musical feeling of crescendo and climax and rounding off. Listen for things like uh, the anaphoras, o sokii, in the beginning, and second line, o passi graviora. He'll have o, o, and then uh, two addresses, followed by a main verb, dabideus. He's coquefinum, God will give an end to these. Then he does another out of these anaphoras, wos et, followed by wos et, you um, have done this, you have done that, and then he comes back with the punchline, re call back your courage, and then he adds another imperative, mitita, Send away your fear. Another anaphora: per varios casos per tot discriminatorum, and then with a verb as a um, as a punchline: tendimus. In uh, line two hundred five, and then he develops this idea of what's going to happen in the future that the 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 um, quiet, calm home of uh, inlation is coming, and then he rounds off the entire speech with a summation that is really one word: durate, endure. And then, he, but then he restates it. It would be too abrupt just to end on that, right? So he restates it with the rest of the line in, in different words, with a nice alliteration. Um, um, endure and save yourself for favorable things. Woosmet Rebuser Watch secundis. He's saying he's saying the same thing in two different ways, but it it gives it a kind of rounded, sonorous weight um, that is the glory of, of Latin rhetoric. Okay, well, enough about that. Let's uh, let me read the Latin for you, and I um, hope you enjoy. O socii, neque nignari sumus ante malorum. O passi graviora, dabit Deus his quoque finem. Vos et sculam rabiam penitusque sonantis arcisti scopulos. Was et saxa experti revocat animos, mais dum mitite. For sanet haec olim meminisse Per varios casus, per tot discriminarerum tendimus in latium, sedes ubifata quietas ostendunt, illic fas regna resurgere Dura, tet vosmet rebus servate secundis. Talia voce refert, curis quingentibus aiger, spem vultus simulat, premet altum corde dolorem.